Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Pick Your Poison podcast. It is SEC Week 12, College Football Week 12, and boy, oh boy, Pullman, does it feel good to be talking through these airways. Yeah, I mean, we were never really worried about this never happening again, but we did put ourselves out there for no reason, honestly. No, no. Except to make y'all money, to to convince you guys we were that convinced that Alabama was going to skull drag LSU, and they did. They burned the boats. Honestly, I don't know if they should have because they probably want to get out of Baton Rouge. That's true, but I mean, you can. Saban probably had a private jet taking them back one way or another. But yeah, no one forced our hand. No one said, "Hey, y'all, y'all are sucking this year. Your picks have been ass. You got to do some max play to get us back." No, we've been positive. On the I was year. up thirty-four units and still put my hand on the stove. Yeah, I mean, we just were so confident in this pick. We had to do whatever it took to relay to you, the disciples what we were thinking and how confident we were that Bama was going to skull drag the Tigers in Baton Rouge last weekend. So we did what we had to. I'm assuming every bookie in the Southeast is like scavenging for money right now. My bookie didn't even text me this week saying like, hey, uh, are you, do you want to get paid out? Like, what are you thinking? He didn't even ask. So I think I haven't even texted him. I'm probably going to let him, you know, have another week off to try to recoup all of his losses. But yeah, it's it was a it was a great week. First quarter, first half, full game for me. Max bet full game. Uh, I didn't do a team total. I don't think you, did you do a team total? No, uh, I just did Bama on everything. I, I honestly even forgot to take Bama first half and Bama first quarter, but I know those definitely uh, hit because they were covering by half. Yeah, I mean it was. There were times in which I was like, okay, like can we not let them score at all? They're gonna score at some point. It was never in doubt. At every juncture, at every checkpoint, we were covering. We were always on pace. We were always right there. The number. I even pleased it. I had Texas at plus 13, pleased with Bama, plus 35. I was so confident. Those both hit. So I had a pleaser, a five-unit, one-unit to win, five-unit pleaser there. Bama covered the 35 with these. So it was just an all-around great night. Celebrated big time on Saturday. So that was last week. I didn't really have any other picks or games that I'd even want to talk about. Uh, Ole Miss was off. Indiana won, which is big. Uh, now the committee's trying to cheat him out of the, or the Big Ten's cheating him out of the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, but you saw that coming from a mile away. I want to say this to our fans up in Bloomingville. We stand with you and support you. Bloomingsburg. Bloomingsburg, and we're here with you all the way. Even if we have to go to the Fiesta Bowl instead of the Rose Bowl, we're in. We're in. It's it's a power. It's a it's a New Year's Six Bowl. You know, you gotta you gotta work your way up. Nine Windiana. You were nine Windiana last year. You didn't quite get there. Now you're gonna be maybe nine Windiana in a shortened season. Take your power at New Year's Six Bowl. Will Penix be back next year? Sure. In Penix, we trust he'll be back. The goat, Tom Allen, will be back. Don't you worry out there. His buyout is ridiculous. Whoever negotiated his buyout for the University of Indiana deserves a raise themselves. Yeah. Because he has like the fifth biggest buyout and like the 50th biggest contract in Power 5. Speaking of buyouts, that'll take us right into our first topic here. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry, Ed Orgeron. And I guess another, what, half sorry, not sorry to the LSU Tigers. Ed Orgeron, sorry, not sorry. Your LSU Tigers got skull drug last week. You're self-imposing a bull ban this week. Your boosters, your radio Baton Rouge people are finding any way possible to try to get you fired the year after winning a national championship. This is all crumbling down, like we said. Sorry, Raging Cajun. LSU is in turmoil and disgust. 
Well, they, they have sexual assaults flying. I don't know. LSU is a disgrace right now. Yeah, so they self-imposed a one-year bowl ban, which honestly is like, it's a spit to the face of the NCAA. Like, could you imagine self-imposing something when you're three and five and you're going to go to the Birmingham Bowl? Like, Yeah, no, it would have been more of a punishment to make LSU to play, play yes. a bowl game this year than it would be to, input, like, I don't even think, if they would have gotten offered a bowl bid to, yeah, the Birmingham Bowl or wherever bowl, the Louisiana Bowl, they'd probably been like, you know what? We're not really feeling it. We're just going to stay home. Like, they wouldn't have gone to a bowl game anyway so making them go and play a bowl game in some shithole bowl would have been more of a punishment than whatever they're imposing on themselves this year yeah I think we might have got Ed Orgeron fired on I mean honestly he might have been doing it all season but that Bama game I think will be the last game he coaches this year and next year I wouldn't be surprised for him to get fired about halfway through the season yeah for sure that's what brought up the, the buyout I think his buyout's like huge I don't know if they can get around it with like some sort of sexual assault bull ban like if they have a way to get around his buyout with cause but they're going to be trying to claw up anything they can because that whole school is in ruins right now it'd be interesting to see if them throwing him under the bus gets him out of trouble because I sure hope not because LSU being on a bull ban long term Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. But you know what? Ed Orgeron might be like, he might be so down to buy you LSU that he might just fall on the sword and be like, you know what? It was a good run. I don't need my buyout. I'll go I'll go coach at ULL Ed, on the Ed Orgeron's Icarus. He he flew too close to the sun with that success yes. and he burned up. He's taking too many Snapchats half naked with a twenty five year old. But he like realized it and so he's like he's like, you know what? I I went way too far too fast. I burned out into flames. Y'all keep your money and go go hire a good head coach after me. Well, that'll take us into our next segment. Pullman, read us our headline for Topical Poison. Yeah, our Topical Poison is uh, UNLV quarterback Max Gilliman issued an apology for eating sushi off a nude model on Below Deck, the reality TV show. First off, who was demanding... Like, uh, unless... Someone had to have demanded an apology here, and those people should be apologizing. They should be apologizing. And I want to clarify, too, this happened in February before COVID. So him him eating off a naked person, it was back then it was kosher. And especially in Vegas. Like, how many meals have you eaten on in Vegas not off a naked person? Uh, I thought that's the—they don't have plates. They just have naked women. Yeah, instead of serving you on a table, there's just naked women everywhere. Yeah, I mean, the fact that this guy had to come out and apologize so far after the fact— It looked I guess, like really good sushi, too. Yeah. And she was like a model. She had, like, uh, leaves covering and everything. It was classy. You pay extra to be able to do that. It's a classy affair. It's, it's a, a fine establishment. It's sushi. It's high-end. I don't know. Why do you have to apologize for something like that, especially on a TV show— where they're basically setting it all up for you. I don't know. This guy sounds like a king, honestly. So, honestly, though, when I first heard a UNLV uh, quarterback how to apologize for something publicly, first thing thought in my mind was like, oh, he gave half the campus HPV. Oh, I thought he was fixing games because he's in Vegas, so I thought he was fixing games Fixing games. He's playing blackjack before the games. Anything like dating four different escorts, I, anything. Yeah, but a that, lot worse could have more. A lot more worse things could have gone on in Vegas than this. So that like, that in Vegas, in the equivalent of an SEC town, is like your quarterback getting a speeding violation. Yeah, I was about to say. You think like when they walked into the head coach's office, like, hey, we got a big Twitter bomb going off. Our quarterback, like, it's bad. What do you think the head coach thought? You think this is the first thing that Bob doing? Like, did probably, he rob the MGM? Yeah, they probably told him. He was like, oh, that's it? Like, oh, thank God. Wait, like, he was like, and more? Yeah. And, what, yeah, what? yeah. Is, is that it? Can you? Is that the end of your sentence? Because if what you just read is it, that is fine. It was like the South Park cop at the end. Just give him the nice. 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 Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, if that if, if that's all your quarterback is doing at UNLV, you're 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 home free. You you got to deal with much worse stuff on a day-to-day basis. Honestly, 
honestly I'm hang sure. a banner for that. Yeah. So that, that was a good topical poison. That was a hilarious news article. I hope he's I hope he's doing well today. I hope he's I might bet on him this week. Who knows? But we'll jump right into the SE slate, boys and girls. It's a six game slate with the Ole Miss AM game. Canceled. It's honestly not Ole Miss's fault that they have COVID. A&M should have scheduled the game as is when it was originally supposed to be played two weeks ago. Five games uh, slate, right? No Kentucky or uh, uh, State that's either. That's true. That, no, State's playing. Our, but, uh, yeah, when when Kellen Mond was out with COVID two weeks ago, A&M made up a bunch of contact tracing bullshit and basically fudged their way out of having to play Ole Miss only because Kellen Mond was out. And now they're not getting able to – Add another resume builder to their, you know, college football playoff resume. So that could have been another sorry, not sorry. Hey, Jimbo Fisher is the king of getting himself cucked. So cucking himself out of the playoffs seems right up in line with how he acts as a Love human. it, love it. Hate it for the Colt. We'll get right into our games, though. Georgia traveling to Missouri. 25th-ranked Missouri. Don't, don't, I don't, I don't know about that one. We got Georgia as a 13-point road favorite here with an over-under of 53-and-a-half. Pullman, before you give me your pick, let me read you off let me read you off Missouri's schedule over the last five games. This is an eerily similar to Tennessee last year when they won out the end of their season. Everyone was on the Valser back train, but in reality, this is who they played. So Missouri beat Kentucky ten to twenty, then lost to Florida. They beat South Carolina seventeen to ten. They beat Vandy forty-one to nothing. A Vandy team that literally a girl was kicking for them, and their team was in a mutiny. And then they beat Arkansas last week that was full of COVID, 50-48 to 48 in just a shootout. So, I don't know. Call me crazy, but I'm calling Missouri frauds. I mean, they definitely are frauds, and I think we're both hopping on Georgia here. I'm actually shocked to see the line go down from 15 to 13, but I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I actually originally was kind of scared of this line at 15 just because I was like, this is going to hit 14. That's trappy. But right when it went to 13, it's such an easy play. They're going to win by two scores. What George has been doing with JT Daniels has been very impressive. It's honestly lifting the play of the entire team. I mean, they've been playing better. And honestly, the only reason they didn't beat State very bad three weeks ago is because of defense. But I don't anticipate them being that stubborn against Missouri when they have shown some life. And plus, I, I just don't really trust their offense against the talented defense. Give me uh, give me Georgia here, minus 13. It's going to be a little little bad weather is my only concern. But still, I, I just think Missouri's frauds. Yeah, I am, I'm on the Missouri's fraud train. Also, Georgia had a COVID bye last week. They were supposed to play Vandy. Vandy had COVID. Georgia got to have two weeks to prepare for this game against Missouri. So you best believe Kirby and that defense will be dialed in. That's why I really liked that over 53 and a half. With JT Daniels at quarterback, Missouri's defense is trash, allowed 48 points to Arkansas last week. They put up 50 themselves. They've got a little life to them. That freshman quarterback is pretty good on Missouri side, but I don't know. Bad weather and then Georgia having two weeks to prepare just led me to the dogs, minus 13. This is a two-unit play for me. I'm not going to go crazy this week with any big plays, but I will have this is my two-unit play for this week. I really, really love Georgia, minus 13 here on the road at Como. Pullman, what's our next game? Next game, the other 11 o'clock, it's on ESPN. Uh, Alabama travels to Arkansas. It is Bama as a 32-point favorite, over-under set at 68 points. 
So you know, last week when we said, or what is the what is the trackers like the Jeff Fisher tracker of like is he eight and eight? Is he has a, above five hundred record? Yes, he will lose. No, he will win. What's the next tracker that we had? Didn't we have another tracker last week? No, that was the Gus Malzahn. Yeah, the Gus keep, Malzahn. Keep my job. Yes, is my job on the line. Yes, he will win. No, he will lose late in the season. I feel like Bama could have the same thing. Like, is Nick Saban motivated to stomp your teeth in? Yes, bet Bama. No, fade Bama. So they have the SEC championship next week. Arkansas, they're a cute, fun story, but Saban's not too worried about them right now. 32 points is a ton. Give me the home dog here. That's a ton. I think Bama pulls Devontae Smith, pulls Mac Jones, pulls everyone on their offense early in the game, maybe right after halftime to save up for the SEC championship next weekend. That's the one that matters. This one will be over at half. I'm taking Arkansas, catching 32 for the full game. I just think that's too many points based on a Bama team that really doesn't have any motivation. Yeah, this game weirds me out in every way possible, and I'm taking Bama first half only. I like see that's what I, I was thinking the the same thing we've tried to do, but Bama's just skull. Bama's covered five games in a row, full game and first half. I've won a couple first halves on them, thinking I could get them in the first half and then backdoor it in the full game. That hadn't happened once, but this might be one there that can actually happen. Yeah, no, this definitely could be one this week, but uh, I. I just don't know how good Arkansas is with how many people they have out. They uh, they're they playing. still have that many people out? Yeah, they have, they have people out, and the contract tracing's been bad. I will say I like the new quarterback play, which is could be the cover in the second half for you because they're going to keep that kid in the yeah. whole time because he's a true freshman. They're going to want to see him. They want to get him as much exposure as possible. Learn, learn on the road right here. Like learn, So I, learn, I could end up calling strikes. the Hogs. Wu Pig Sui uh, later on in my card, full game. But right now, I'm taking Bama first half. I think the line will probably be around and a half. 18 and a half. I was going to say 20. I love 18 and a half. Feed me that. Next game, 3 o'clock. Battle for the I 40. Vanderbilt hosting Tennessee. Tennessee is a 15 point road favorite, over under set at 50. So it looks like it's going to be a rainy day in Nashville, mild temperatures. Bagman. I would love nothing more than to fade a Tennessee team that is falling apart. Almost as equally as much as the one in Baton Rouge, but I can't take a Vandy team that also like is the girl kicker. St- I think she's still there. They fired their head coach. I don't even know if they're gonna be able to field a team come Saturday. Give me the under fifty. This is a disgusting game. I won't be watching it, so just give me the under. And I assume it'll hit because both these teams stink. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Also, there's these two teams can't score fifty points. Like I think if you game all season, they can't score fifty yeah. points. But, I, I don't like see Vandy's it. defense sucks, but like Tennessee's offense is also terrible, and it's going to be a little shitty weather. Tennessee, no, Vandy's defense is better than their offense. Yeah, the offense sure. is definitely the hindrance for them, <laughs> which is just demoralizing when you gave up forty-one points to Missouri the last time you played. Yeah, uh, well, they they definitely just they rolled out they rolled the helmets out, but not in the good way. If that makes sense, yeah. they, they they rolled the helmets out of bed, but they didn't really want to come out, and they didn't have enough talent to roll the helmets out. Yeah, that's a disgusting game. I think we've said all we need to with this a nice little under. I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Oh God, I mean, it might be, maybe it'll be on TV three. I don't know. We'll see. Come come kick off on that game. We'll get right in the next one though. This is a pretty I don't know. This is a big name game, but this game will probably be a blowout. LSU traveling to the swamp in Florida. Florida is a 23-point home favorite with an over-under of 67-and-a-half, Pullman. What do you think about the Gators and the Dogs? Yeah, I think we've said enough about LSU Tigers. quitting. LSU quit. I mean, they're done. Florida still wants to stomp on people's throats, but they, did, they didn't finish it off last week, which gives me concern. Gives me concern. Because Dan Mullen, I thought, was going to try and run the score up on everyone. 
he pulled it against Tennessee, which I don't know if that means he has no respect for Tennessee. So my thought here is I think Dan Mullen is such a square, like such a dweeb. He doesn't know anything about gambling or betting lines. He probably was like, oh, yeah, we won by, what was the, they won by 11, I think, at the end, even with that backdoor cover. I think he was like, oh, yeah, we still we still kicked their ass. Like we still that was, a, that was a great win. We still own that game. But he has no idea that everyone at home is like, no, you idiot. You did not you do not cruise to a victory. You didn't even cover. So I think he's just a dweeb and doesn't know anything about betting lines. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be drunk on this one. I'm gonna take the over. Oh. Over 67 and a half. Let's just let's just see how crazy this one gets. I I think LSU's gonna be juggling quarterbacks, but against that Florida defense, that might actually work. Like if, if Florida if LSU can score 21 like they did against Bama, this game's going over because the the Florida team, their backups aren't as bad as Alabama's. What I saw from Alabama's backups was atrocious. Yeah. I don't think we'll see that from Florida. I think Florida runs away with it. I think the spread could be in jeopardy late, but give me the over. Yeah, this is three out of four, Pullman. Consensus quakes here. I'm also on the over. Florida has gone under in three straight games. Eventually, they got to come back to the mean and go over. They were a big over team to start the season. They kind of regressed, but I think this LSU defense, we saw it, what Mac Jones and the Bama wide receivers could do to it. Florida's got just as much as many weapons on offense. Kyle Trask is going to want to be winning the Heisman. He's going to have to put up a bunch of numbers this weekend because he's probably going to lose next weekend to Bama and Mac Jones. So he's got to stack up as many stats as he can. And LSU's offense, say what you want, but they showed a little bit of life against a very good Bama defense. And Florida's defense is kind of shitty. So I don't know. I like the over. That's a lot of points of 67.5 in an SEC game. But, hey, I'll let it, I think Florida gets to, to close to 50 and LSU can probably backdoor this if they want to to hit a, a late fourth quarter over. So that's my favorite play. I don't trust Florida to cover this 23-point line. Like I said, Dan Mullen, certified nerd, doesn't know the spread, but he will just keep scoring points until he can't. So I love the over, 67.5. Pullman and I both on the same side here. We'll take us right into our last game of the SEC slate, Auburn at Mississippi State in Starkville. Auburn is a six-and-a-half-point road favorite over under of 49, Pullman. This is another kind of gross game of two teams that have, I don't know how much they have left to play for. Hobbled into the stable, and uh, I'm taking State. I think they've gaslit themselves into believing this season's success. And honestly, there's nothing that can carry you more than gaslighting yourself for at least a week. Any who, What fan base can gaslight themselves more into a two-win season being a success? I think um, only them. I don't know if anyone else could. Uh, Vanderbilt... Purdue, Indiana, yeah. Washington State. Um, These are just all places that, that Mike Leach Mike has Leach coached or will coach in the future. Or has like lived, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I just realized Texas Tech just beating Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, Lubbock, Pullman, Starkville, uh, where's Purdue? West Lafayette. West Lafayette, just all the all the great college towns across the country. Yeah, I, I think State, is. they are playing a little better than they were earlier in the season. That's not saying a lot. I mean, all they did was beat a terrible LSU team to start the season. But I, I think, I think Leach, even with the worst players on his team, can get something. Because if there's anything he's proven, it's I can make average out of shit. It's not that I can make average into grade. It's just I'm terrible. I can adjust around with better than any coach in the country. I think he's kind of got this band-aided together, and this might be Gus's last game. I was about to say, so you are going against the the blueprint of is Gus's job on the line bet on Gus? I think the system's broke. The system's broke because this is Gus. I think I think Auburn is dropping subtle hints to the players like, 
hey, give up right here. Like, just go ahead and quit on this game so that we can fire this guy. We got to get him out of here. I think the boost, like, so every Auburn fan, straw poll Auburn fan approval rating of Gus Malzahn, it's like 90% disapproval. No one still thinks Gus Malzahn should be their head coach on the Plains. Yeah, the only issue is they don't have, like, a real AD right now. So it's, it's a real shit show down in Auburn about who's... His, speaking of buyouts, his is, like... Through the roof too. Uh, it's gone down after the last two years. It's it's manageable now. I think it's around. It's south of twenty million after this season. It's tough after this year though, when you lose so much in your athletic department. But well, they hey, the Auburn apparently owns all the lumber in the world. So <laughs> I believe that. And they have Tim Apple. Okay, well that's true. Or Tim Cook. Tim Apple. <laughs> Tim Apple. Is that what they call him? Yes. <laughs> Maybe he should be the AD. Yeah. Oh. That's not a bad idea. Big brain thinking right say, there. Big brain. I'm on the under here. These are two offenses that are anemic. I don't. I watched the Bo Nix try to run around last weekend. That's all he can do. I. They said it on the telecast last week. I had no so idea. So you got it at 49. Yeah, 49. I had no. I did not know this stat going in when I took the over of the Auburn A&M game last weekend. But this terrified me when they said this in the first quarter. Bo Nix completes 33 percent of his passes further than 10 yards down the field. That is disgusting. I'm pretty sure Matt Corral completes like 75% of his passes further than 10 yards down the field. So the Mississippi State defense is pretty solid. That's the only thing that really works on Mississippi State right now. And Auburn's defense, I don't know if they care anymore, but they're the better of the two halves. So I'll take under 49. That's too many points in this game. I'm taking the two most disgusting SEC games. Just take them under. I don't care. I hope this game ends like Beamer Ball style, three to two. Yes, like State and Auburn have ended three to two before. It oh. would be, it would be poetic for uh, for Gus to get fired on a three to two loss to Mike Leach because Mike Leach honestly would rather take a sixty to sixty loss, like a sixty sixty one loss, than a three to two win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like Leach would would take this even if they cover the six and a half but don't win. I feel like Leach would again gaslight the fan base and they would gaslight themselves and be like, "Hey, that's a moral victory right there." You know what? We we basically won that game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like 100%. So that's the SEC slate, boys and girls. We'll get into a couple other sprinkles here across the college football world. Pullman, do you have a couple for us? Do you have one or two? No, uh, no. You have no games? No. Other than SEC? I'm protesting the rest after after the Big Ten stole Indiana's Big Ten East title. Okay, well, I'll fire off a couple here. I have three principal overs. Principal overs, these are just teams that... I don't care what the over-under is. When these two teams play each other, I'm going to take the over. Houston at Memphis, over 62.5. That's a principal play over. Those two teams score a billion points. 62.5 is not nearly enough. Give me the over there. North Carolina going to Miami over 67.5. Give me the over there. Sam Howell, Phil Longo, Chase Space, Air 8 offense. Give me those points over. Miami's got a bunch of offense to power, firepower too. With the quarterback there, I like the over of 67.5. And, and finally, USC at UCLA at 6.30 at night. Those LA boys are going to be firing on all cylinders, looking good in their uniforms. Oh, are they going to wear the, the all blue against all Of course, all of course. It's the, all, it's, the, it's the uniform sex bowl. It's the greatest eye. Like, you know, you just stare into the game and you're erect the whole time. Over of 62 again. That's far too few points for a LA game that's at 6.30 at night against two LA teams. That'll be looking too good. They're going to be putting up points left and right. Give me that over as well. Those are my three principal overs. The only other game, Pullman, this might this almost became my lock of the week when I saw this line. So UNLV plus 20 against Hawaii. That, I do like that. but So, no, Arkansas State is playing is a 22-point favorite at home this weekend against a team named 
Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word. They're a Division II team. It's canceled. What? Yeah. No! Yeah, I, I was going to take that, too, because any team who hasn't played all season against a D1AA team, I've been taking. Yeah, they, they, I, I didn't even know who IW was. It was Incarnate Word, and Arkansas State was a 22 point. I was like, 22 points? That's it? Incarnate Word? I thought they had, they had lost to like Central Arkansas? I don't know. I guess that game's off the board, so I won't take it. But that was going to be my lockety-lock, because, yeah, do, Division II AA team versus a D1 team that's only 22 points? I will say this, though. It would be a hard one to swallow because it is a Texas school. All those Texas guys who didn't get offers anywhere else, you know they got the biggest chips on their shoulder. All those Texas hardos that, yeah, that didn't get into the billion D1 Texas schools there are has to go to Incarnate Word. Yeah, that could have been a a gross one, but I was going to hammer it. One where a $100 Applebee's gift card is worth more than your degree. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, no max plays this week, boys and girls. Sorry, you'll have to maybe check back in for the SEC Championship, the Championship Weekend next weekend. Maybe we'll tweet be... us your tweet us your wins from the weekend. How about that? Yeah, anyone that tweets us their screenshot of the money they put on Alabama or just the bet they put on Alabama, we'll give it a retweet. We'll get the we'll get the Twitter sphere flowing. We'll get the community into a big you know. We'll, we'll be handshaking. You, you might memeing. be anointed to disciple since in that. You might find yourself on the next meme if if we uh, if we see your your bet come through. We'll handshake emoji through the Twitterverse. And yeah, we'll we'll become to come even closer as a pick your poison community. So that's it for this week, boys and girls. We will talk to you next time after a great week this week. Bagman out. Holla. What you say? Mm, that you only meant well, well, cause you did. Mm, what you say? Mm, that it's all for the best, cause it is. Mm, what you say? What you say? What did she say?